What is up, everybody? Episode 28 of the Will Wonder Pod. This episode is brought to you by nobody. Shout out to Hippius Med for the sponsorship the last three months. Um, they've decided to go in a different direction, which is totally cool with me. Uh, I do appreciate the sponsorship and the partnership that we've had the last three months. So make sure you check them out over at hepiusmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. But in the meantime, hey, I'm looking for a sponsor. If you know anybody that uh, may be interested in sponsoring the podcast, have them reach out to me. You can uh, email me at djwillwonderslc.com at gmail.com or you could even shoot me a dm on instagram at the will wonder pod so man i hope everyone's been good since the last time we talked um i've been somewhat busy i guess on uh saturday last week did a interview with dalton over at the thinking project along with dre rocca who actually celebrated a birthday. Forgot to uh, shout him out on the last podcast, so happy belated birthday. Obviously, I reached out to him uh, via text and and, uh, Instagram, but wanted to make sure I get that on the pod for an official happy belated birthday to Dre. But we had a lot of fun with Dalton. Uh, I'm not sure when that episode's going to come out. I know Dalton has a few in the tuck at all times. But again, it's the Thinking Project. You can get those podcasts uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll make sure to keep everyone updated on when uh, my episode actually comes out. Let's see, what else? Uh, My wife and I took my son to uh, Steady's little boy's birthday party, who Steady uh, Mike Martinez has been on this podcast before. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Mike's son had turned two. There was bounce houses for kids. It was, you know, nice for us to catch up with friends. Best of all, out of all of this, <laughs> my son didn't get hurt. So you all may remember the last time we had a friends get together, my son decided to jump off a couch and hit his head on an end table, or on a coffee table, rather. So we ended up at the Instacare and got uh, two staples in my son's forehead. He plays super hard and he isn't super coordinated at this point. And it's probably my fault because he has my big ass head. But needless to say, had a great time at the birthday party. He had a great time and we didn't get hurt. So it was perfect. Uh, the next day, I took my son to the zoo. It was just a, you know, a father-son trip, which is always really fun. It's good, you know, you know, for us to have some one-on-one time. Good for his mom to be able to just chill <laughs> without, you know, someone saying mom every 10 seconds or, or you know, pulling on her her shirt or whatever it may be, but had a lot of fun doing that. It was pretty warm, so he got he got uh, tired rather quickly, you know, more quickly than usual, but we had fun, saw the animals. Obviously, it seems like every time we go to the zoo, we have to get some kind of something from the gift shop, and then we also had um, dipping dots, which, you know, as a kid, I remember dipping dots being like the coolest, most delicious shit in the world and I hadn't had them in a long time but it was just okay they were just okay my son loves them though and you know maybe it's just the fact that they're in dot form ice cream in dot form I don't know but uh yeah again had had a lot of fun doing that let's uh let's do this let's slide into some NBA talk 
coaching carousel is just going crazy. The teams at this point who still have a vacancy in their coaching spot is the Washington Wizards, the Orlando Magic, and the New Orleans Pelicans. There still is time, but you you would imagine that you want to coach in place maybe a week or two prior, (laughs) probably more, but at least a week or two prior to the draft. Uh, Penny Hardaway has been rumored to be a serious coaching candidate for the Orlando Magic, which I don't know. You know, whatever he's he's been coaching at Memphis a couple years, so at least he has a couple a, a little bit of experience. You know, and for my Magic, I'm more concerned about how they perform in the draft than who they bring in to to coach because uh, we need some players. You know, you you could get uh, Greg Popovich in there, and with the players we have right now, it's not going to be a good look. So hopefully, we perform well in the draft. Keep my fingers crossed. Uh, there were some serious Becky Hammond um, rumors. That she was supposed to be looked at for the Blazers job. Obviously, they hired Chauncey Billups, which I'll get to here in just a bit. But from what I last read, it looks like Hammond will probably stay as an assistant coach for at least another year with the Spurs, learn a little bit more under Popovich, which really can't hurt by any means, but really cool for her to get a nod and a look uh, as far as a head coach in the NBA. Um, Rick Car- <clears throat> excuse me, Rick Carlisle had left Dallas ends up with the Pacers. So that was, I mean, that was a really, really quick turnaround for him. Meanwhile, in Dallas, Jason Kidd gets the head coaching job. And, you know, he hadn't been a great, uh, he hasn't had a really great coaching career, but it's all about fit, I guess, really. So not sure if Dallas is that place for him, but time will tell. You look at a guy like Nate McMillan, who, you know, really turned the Hawks around this season. Prior to that, he was never really looked at as a great coach from his his previous runs. So maybe this is the spot for Jay Kidd. I, I guess we will uh, we'll see. And it probably doesn't hurt that you're going to be coaching Luka Doncic. So they definitely need to fill out that roster, though. But I'll save that for another time. Uh, Ime Udoku is the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. He's been an assistant in the previous years with San Antonio, Philly, and most recently Brooklyn. Uh, it's pretty crazy. He's the 18th coach in the history of the Boston Celtics organization. You know, when you look at that, they've been around since 1946. You look at a team uh, like the Lakers, they've had 26 head coaches and they've been around since 1947. So to have 18 head coaches in the history of your organization really says something about what you've done throughout that time. So uh, a lot of pressure will be on him to perform early. You have guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who are looking to take that next leap in their career another roster that needs some retooling but i think they will uh they'll figure that out possibly here in the offseason they've already moved kemba walker kind of a weird trade to get out horford in uh the only reason i say it's weird is they also put in a first round pick um going to okc in return for horford i know horford is a a leader (laughs) but he is getting a little bit older so i don't know i don't know we, we will see how, how they fill out that roster this offseason. A lot of questions for a lot of teams going into this offseason, so I'm excited for that. Uh, I did say I would touch on the Chauncey Billups hiring in Portland. I like Chauncey Billups a lot as the coach here, but it seems like Dame is really upset, and it's a whole lot to unpack as to why he's mad. And I won't do that right now because I, I want to get into uh, the NBA talk that I have coming up, but... 
there's a lot of strong rumors of a, of a possible trade request coming for Damian Lillard. And man, oh man, you see all kinds of dumb, bullshit, awful <laughs> possible trades and, uh, you know, fan bases putting stuff out. If you ask me, I think that Philly is probably the favorite to get him if he in fact does want to be moved. Um, you know, obviously Ben Simmons, possibly Tyrese Maxey, and they throw in a pick or two. They could get Dame there. I think that would be a, a good enough return. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Dame is a top five, for sure, top ten player in the league. So you're never going to get everything back that you would want. But I think Philly has that and, and can offer something that that at least makes sense. Okay, let's get caught up in the NBA playoffs. Uh, really, really tough game for the Bucks tonight. They come out really flat. Atlanta looks great. Um, and, you know, Giannis looks rattled that first half. I, I believe he airballed two free throws. Third quarter, uh, man, he hyperextends that knee. It looked a lot worse. You know, he, he got help off the court, walked back to the locker room, tried to come back to the bench, but it just wasn't happening. So he's, he's probably going to get that knee looked at. But if, you know, hyperextensions generally on severity take two to four weeks to come back from. So I don't see any way the Bucks get past the Hawks, which is just crazy to say, but without Giannis, I don't, I don't think there's a way. Um, Atlanta, even without Trey Young tonight, had great contributions from Bogdanovich, uh, Lou Williams, Cam Reddish off the bench. So, wow, we might actually <laughs> have the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA Finals. What a that just doesn't even sound right. But you know, very deep team. They've ultimately stayed the healthiest, even with Trey Young getting hurt. Jeez. Okay, let's move over to the West. Uh, Monday night, the Clippers ended up winning the second game of the series. It, you know, there was a lot of talk about it being the closeout game. Phoenix was going to end it. But <clears throat> the Clippers and Paul George had a, a different uh, plan for that game. So it goes back to L.A. Wednesday night. I want to touch on Paul George's numbers and his minutes. So 18 games Paul George has played in these playoffs. He has played 735 minutes. So he has almost 200 played 200 minutes more than the number two player uh, in minutes, which is Trey Young. He's averaging 27.2 points, 9.7 rebounds, 5.6 assists. The only knock that I have on Paul George throughout these playoffs, which is is tough to do, is how lazy some of his passes are in the game. Every game I've watched, he has three to four just awful floating passes that get picked off and uh you know when i when i pulled up his numbers he's also averaging three and a half turnovers per game i i honestly think the clippers can still win this series i had counted them out so many times in these playoffs but i i can still see them coming back again they play wednesday night in la and then if they win that they're back in phoenix for that game seven which game seven's you just never know what can happen. So really excited for that one, for that series. I, I think I think Milwaukee has this series, has the Eastern Conference um, taken care of. I love Atlanta's roster. I just don't think that they're they're ready quite yet. But man, the West. 
I really think the Clippers can pull it off. So time will tell. Who knows? Next week I may be saying, God, I was dumb. But I just have that feeling in my gut. Okay, let's go ahead and move on. I wanted to quickly remind everybody of my Dear Summer playlist on Apple Music. Um, All you have to do is search Will Wonder in the profile section of Apple Music. It'll take you to all of my playlists. I have Dear Summer as the first one you can see. Again, it's one of those playlists that if you're having a barbecue starting at 6, starting at 7, whatever it may be, you can just let it play. It's almost six hours long, and there really is something for almost everybody um, in this playlist. So go ahead and check that out. I also have the best of 2021 hip-hop and R&B in their top 50 songs, in my opinion. I update that weekly, and then I have some older playlists as well. I've been doing the best of um, since 2018, so you can even go back and check those out. Real quickly, I am going to do a what I call four for the fourth. So four of my favorite movies that kind of coincide with the 4th of July in one way or another. For these four movies, I am going to try to have four words or four statements about the film as to why you should watch it. (laughs) And I will also include um, where you can find the movie for free, free in air quotes, because some of the platforms that I'll mention require a subscription. So let's get started. Okay, the first movie is The Purge. So here we go. Ethan Hawke, all crime is legal for 12 hours. The 1% get their comeuppance at the end. And lastly, an amazing air horn. You can find The Purge right now for streaming on Peacock. All right, next up, a classic, Independence Day. Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Aliens Invade, White House Explosion. Independence Day is available on HBO Max and Amazon Prime. Next up, The Sandlot. (laughs) Kids playing baseball, s'mores. Benny the Jet Rodriguez, classic film. And real quick, I'm going to go into extra innings for The Sandlot. If you're from Utah, uh, this movie was actually filmed in Midvale, Salt Lake, and Ogden. So kind of cool to see some of those areas in the movie. And Sandlot is available on Hulu. Last but absolutely not least, Jaws. Steven Spielberg big ass shark we're gonna need a bigger boat you know what I mean (laughs) right now Jaws isn't available on any platform but I can guarantee you will find it on some cable channel on the 4th of July okay So that's it for my four for the fourth. Let's say, you know, you're just trying to catch a movie midday when it's too damn hot to be outside or it's really late at night, party's over, and you just want to watch something to wind down. All of those are classic, in my opinion, 4th of July movies. 
All right. What I have coming up, I have my good friend Gabino Grimes join me to talk Devin Booker. We talk some of the best um, NBA playoff moments in the history of the game. We also have a draft that we do, uh, which is our top, our, our, our starting five all-time playoff performers, as well as a sixth man. So this is very important. We actually bet a lunch on this, okay? So there's a lunch and there's a lot of pride on the line. This is going to be at the end of, the, uh, almost at the end of the segment. And what we need you to do is listen to who we drafted and vote on which team is better, mine or Gabino's. And, you know, I'll put something up on Instagram so people can actually vote. Instagram is at the Will Wonder Pod. But uh, we had a lot of fun doing this. And then at the very end of this conversation, we actually touch on Gabino's new song, Ode, and the music video um, that is coming out and why I'm upset that I wasn't in the music video. So <laughs> make sure you stay tuned for that. After the, the conversation with Gabino, um, I will have I Wonder. So without further ado, here is myself and my good buddy Gabino Grimes. Okay, I bought I brought my good friend Gabino Grimes um onto the pod because um last week I had gone over uh, Kurt and I had gone over the playoffs, the second or the, the the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals, and I had talked about um, you know, how a lot of people are comparing Booker to be the next Kobe, et cetera, et cetera. I said it was horseshit. And I also said that I, you know, didn't want to start a battle or a war with Stephen A. Smith. And, you know, lo and behold, that that day I get a text from my guy Nate, aka Gabino Grimes, and he says, uh, Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant, and you could never start a battle with Stephen A. Smith. So naturally, <laughs> naturally, I said, well, bring your ass to the podcast and let's talk about this. So we're not going to just talk about Devin Booker being the next Kobe because that'll be a three-minute conversation and okay. I will be correct. Um, we're also going to, uh, we thought it'd be fun to highlight our top five NBA playoff moments. Now, this could be a single game. This could be a whole series uh, or even a whole playoff uh, run in general. Right. We're also going to draft a starting five all-time playoff team with the sixth man. So we will do that at the end. We'll let the listeners vote on which team is better, mine or Nate's. And then uh, we're going to catch up with Nate too on the music side of things. He has a uh, a new song out called Ode and a music video coming out. And, you know, I'll get to how upset I am with him about the music video. Um <laughs> Uh, for certain reasons, but we will touch on that at the very end. So, uh, Gabino, how are you, my friend? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, hold your applause. I know that there's a lot that's going on right now at home, um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy to be here, man. I uh, for folks that don't know, um, you know, we talk pretty regularly via text and give each other shit. Um, yeah, amongst, yeah, amongst other things. But so uh, when I was listening to last week's pod, as you mentioned, I. Um, I was like, no, man, like I, 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 well, I didn't, I, for, Hey, to my credit, I didn't say that, that Devin's the next Kobe, but I did say that I feel like he's top five right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Just to clarify. Right. Yeah, that's right. And we will uh, definitely shoot that down here in just a second. So, okay. Right. Um, we'll, we'll get to all of your ads and all that at the very end, you know, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, you have, you, yeah. So, so go ahead and plead your case. You, that's correct. You said, Devin Booker is a top five 
player in the league right now. Hundred percent. Okay. Um, and I, and, okay. So, so okay. And I don't know okay. if I want you to expound that point or not because you're going to poison my listeners, I guess. But uh, go, so, go ahead and give me your your why. As you to... can fast forward there, on the on the <laughs> iTunes podcast app, there's a fast forward thirty seconds. Just go through this part. Uh, okay. So for real. Okay. So Devin Booker. Okay. Second year in the league, scored, dropped seventy. I know it was in a loss. Okay. Cool. But you got you saw this guy. Um, and his uh, his will to win um, through all of the losses that he was taking. I've been um, ever since that game. Honestly, I've been really. He's been on my radar, as it were. Okay. And so to see what happened in the bubble last year with their run, they won eight straight games. Honestly, should right. have got in. I mean, it would have been much more pleasurable to see them play um, as an eight seed than it was to see who was the eight seed last year. Um, uh, was it the Spurs? It doesn't matter. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the point, it, it might've been the Spurs because I think this year was the last year that they, or uh, the first year that they missed the playoffs entirely. Yeah. Even through the, um, um, play, uh, play in joint. Anyway, yeah. super exciting team. I was, I was taken aback that they, they, uh, you know, rid themselves of Ricky Rubio, but, and that's only because it seemed like everything was coming together. And that includes DeAndre Ayton as well. Having said that, Enter stage right, Chris Paul, and mm-hmm. it exasperates the talent that Devin Booker has already exuded. Now, the confidence factor and the will to just win and at all costs has been one of my larger reasons of why I'm putting him in top five. Top five for me doesn't just entail raw talent. Dude's sure. talented. Dude is mad talented. It's not like to take away from that portion of his skill set. His overall work that he's putting into his craft and it's being displayed on the court is mind boggling. Like he, it's not even to the degree that like, I'm, I'm blown away by it. I was blown away when he got 70. I was like, damn, that's your second year in the league. Like, and his supporting cast of characters, you know, hey, I I have a hard time shitting on NBA players just because they're all amazing. One of them walks into a gym and they, you know, they're winning every oh, single yeah. game. Oh, tw- yeah. The 12th guy on the bench is going to smoke a regular person. Every, yeah. I mean, one against 12. You, yeah. you know, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> what's your name? Uh, and so, uh, but so like he, you know, just uh, essentially playing with a G League supporting cast team. I mean, you know, guys were just not up to the same skill level all good okay now there's a pl- there's plenty of players that can take his fifth spot because i think he's five i don't think he's one two three or four okay there's plenty of players that can take his fifth spot anthony davis james harden uh russell Westbrook, steph curry and i have a hard time because steph curry is my honorable mention hey okay. no hey i have a hard right. time okay i have Go a ahead. hard time because steph curry is um, like he's right i mean it could be you know a coin flip damian lillard um cool. okay uh, I, I need i need okay. to hear your top four give me your top four and then lebron and- james kept lebron james kevin durant um um who would I start a team with? Nikola Jokic, um, and oh, core is so tough. Um, are you are you going Doncic, Giannis, Embiid? I mean, you got yeah. This yeah. Is, hold on, this hold on. I know, I know, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> and, and see, and this is the thing. Uh, um, I would, I would go. Um, 
I would go four is Giannis. Okay. And that's because he puts his, his it's like a hundred percent every single game with that cat. Like Correct. he doesn't take a game off. He doesn't yep. take a game off. Him and Russell Westbrook are like the only two cats in the league. Like you never see him take a game off with on both sides of the ball. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that would be my top four. Okay. I'm I'm good with that top four now. It's after that. If you're going, <laughs> if you're fine putting, here's my thoughts on Booker. Booker is a uh, a very good scorer. He's not great on the defensive end by any means. He's not bad, but he's not great. And I, if we're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns, I don't even think he's the best player on his team. Whoa. I think Chris Paul, even at his age, is a better player than Devin Booker. And as you said, uh, they get rid of Rubio and bring in Chris Paul. How much did this team get elevated? Like they were, they were for a good portion of the year, they were battling for the number one seed in the West where last year they sure in the bubble, they won those eight games. Uh, they won eight games in a row. Right. But they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't even make the playoffs. Like, Let's be real here, okay? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Okay, okay. But I, I'm, I I'm, uh, okay. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, and especially with the Joel. M, I I got to address the uh, Joel Embiid parks. So you're like, and that Joel. Look, I don't see the same tenacity that I see out of Booker that I see out of Joel. M, or excuse me, I don't see the same tenacity from Joel Embiid that I see out of Devin Booker. Okay. Like I just uh, like there's you've played basketball. Folks mm-hmm. that, have, that are listening that play basketball, like, know that there's that dude on the court that you're like, I don't know, I just believe in this cat. You know, I just, yeah. I, like, I just believe in this cat. And I think that's where Stephen A. might have been coming from as far as the, the Kobe Bryant comparison, which, hey, take it easy. But <laughs> okay. um, I'm glad we're on the same page on that. Yeah, one. for sure. Like, <laughs> hold on a minute. We haven't even won one. So yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> 70s, fine. But, you know, fucking, I don't know if, I don't know if your breaks. Anyway, the point is, um, I think, I think that, I think with, especially on the Suns, he's obvious. He's it's it's resounding how much he's the best player on the team. Mm. And I understand that you're saying Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is one A or like one B. I don't think that I think that they're they're both the best player on the team. DeAndre Ayton is a, um, obviously the second best player. I mean third, and yeah, know, in yeah. this case, but like, uh. Again, that would be 1A, 1B, 1C. All these cats are very, you know, all-star. I, th- I see DeAndre Ayton being the regular in the all-star game. Yeah, um, I, do, I do as well. I, I, I like Ayton a lot. Yeah. I don't think uh, – but if, if if Chris Paul leads this team by himself, I don't see them winning like they've had this year. Chris Paul's already shown that. Yeah, um, absolutely. In this Western Conference Finals, the first four games, um, Chris Paul's only played one. And the the Suns managed to go up two one. Now the game three, obviously, you know, uh, Devin Booker's playing with a mask. It's a little different. Um, but again, this is why it goes back to, hey, why are we uh, comparing him to Kobe? I mean, masked Kobe might have got, you know, might have went off, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's, I, you know, I'm not talking about top five dead or alive ever, but in the league sure. right now, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's super far fetched to put Devin Booker there. I'm, I'm, I would be fine having, you know, you and I had talked about this, like in my top, maybe my top 15, 15 to 20. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So, so when I, when I look at guys, 
and I think of like, okay, this is the the top player. It's someone that, you know, if I'm doing, uh, if, if I'm lucky enough one day for the NBA to say, you know what, we're going to shake things up and we're going to do a fantasy draft and, and the Orlando magic get the number one pick. Sure. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, I mean, or the second, or the third, or the fourth, or the fifth, or the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, or the fifth and eighth. But Booker, anyway. bo- yeah, Booker wouldn't be any of those if we're doing it today. Okay. Just wow. Durant, Jokic, and these aren't in an order. This is sure, just sure, sure. all guys that I would take above above Booker. So okay. Durant, Jokic, Giannis, LeBron, Damian Lillard, Curry, um, Luka Doncic. Uh, and, and okay, I'll even play, I'll even be devil's advocate here and say, you know what? Kyrie misses a lot of games. Okay. Even though Kyrie, when he's playing is the most dynamic scoring point guard that we've probably seen since Allen Iverson in, in the, the way that he can get to the hoop, however he wants both hands shoot, but okay, sure. He doesn't play every game. Fine. Not a leader. And that could be it too. Yeah, that's and it, it seems you're to just that. talking off of talent. That's all you're talking about. It's all the talent and skill set. Okay. All right. So okay. All right. All right. So that's what I'm saying. So he's not on there. We'll put Devin Booker ahead of him, which is blasphemous to me. But I see what you're saying. James Harden, he's eaten a lot lately. I guess he's you know he's a little a little a little overweight. We'll take him off. Okay. Boom boom. I don't know how you can how you can take Devin Booker over Donovan Mitchell. And I am I think a, I, I, I'm they not could a be sw- They could be flopped. They could be fl- fl- flopped. I get that. I would still take Devin over Donovan. So. I think Devin, I think Devin is a, a look, I'm being dead ass serious. I'm yeah, not yeah. joking at all. I think that Donovan Mitchell is, is amazing as well. I think he's amazing as well. Um, and has that same knack of tenacity and uh, will to win that grit uh, yeah. that, you know, um, I just, it, it, you know, it, in my head, it comes to like that eighties mentality, that, that early nineties, sure. uh, MJ approach. I mean, there's gotta be something for like, I know the Kobe has like Mamba, but like Mamba mentality, but there's gotta be like something like he just goes MJ. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, literally he picked his number 45 after fucking Michael Jordan. So, mm. um, the point that I'm making is he has that same mentality. I get that. His game is just different than Devin's. And so his game can be thwarted a bit easier or not a bit easier, like game plans can be put together for Devin, um, like point, like 1% better than mm-hmm. Devin Booker's. And that, and that 1% is, can be miles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? As far as inside of an NBA game, Devin's got a mean, um, a mid-range game. His three sure. pointers, obviously on point. He's dynamic as well. Um, as you mentioned, his defense could use like a uh, brush up, but, um, I, I would take I would take the ladder of him being able to, you know, pull that fucking Carmelo hat and hit that mid range jumper. Mm-hmm. Then you know uh, Donovan potentially fucking ruining himself going to the rim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I don't I I, I would I I don't think that Donovan is less of a player than De- Devin Booker. I just if I were to put my team around a guy, I would definitely choose Devin Booker. Now having said okay. that, I this is in my brain right now as I'm saying it. Check this out. I wonder if I'm only saying that because Devin Booker has built this mentality over all the losses and is just fucking fed up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could, because you see what I'm saying before the season started, before they got Chris Paul, the talk was he was going to Minnesota to to be with uh, Russell and towns, which would be just 
fucking. I mean, I, I don't That'd think anyone crazy. should go to Minnesota. <laughs> almost um, said the R word. Almost said the R word. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I do want to say this. We talk about all of these things. Uh, you know, the ability on the court, the leadership, yada yada. I will say, I do think Devin Booker, though he's 24 years old, but when you compare him to other people that are around that same, other players around that same age, he, um, besides maybe Kevin Durant is older, obviously. Let me get to my point here. I'm just, I'm okay. I'm, sure. okay. So I think Booker is slightly, slightly weak mentally. And, and by this, hmm. I mean, you, you look at, and these are just all small samples, but even when you see him, uh, you know, and I brought it up on that last pod, you see him playing pickup with some guys at, at a gym and he gets doubled and he gets pissed. Like, he's like, what are we doing? Aren't we working on our game? And Joe Kim Noah says, yeah, you're Devin Booker. <laughs> you're going to get fucking doubled in the yeah, gym. Yeah. You're getting doubled every time. Yeah. And, and so he gets upset at that. We, the game last night, um, Paul George gets by him, scores, Booker fouls him. George, and, and to me, it didn't even look like George was meaning to get into him. George walked by him and gave high five to, uh, I don't know, remember if it was Zubach. It just really doesn't matter. But then Booker pushes him and then gets the the technical called on him. I like that. Chris Paul, I I mean, I like I I like it if it's really needed. Go to your point. I'm sorry, I missed. Yeah. So and then Chris Paul again, in my eyes, being the best player on that team, being a leader, all around amazing Hall of Fame, great player, grabs him and he says, "What the hell are you doing?" Like you could see it on the broadcast telling booker like that was like the game's way too tight for you to do some dumb shit like that right now like i think at this point i mean it was a very low scoring game but it was like it was it was like a two-point game maybe three-point game and 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 paul george gets to you know shoot the technical and then also shoot two uh two free throws because it was a foul on the shot so i i've seen um different times even this season with booker where he is slightly mentally weak and people kind of go at him for that. Now, obviously he can change that. He's, he's 24 years old, you know, and I go back to the Kobe comparison. If you look at Kobe at age 24, he was averaging 30 points a game. He was already a three-time NBA champion. Now, granted he had Shaquille O'Neal on his team, the best center in you know, maybe ever that's very debatable sure, sure but but um i just don't think booker has it yet and maybe he's learning it being around someone like chris paul but i just to, for for me to put him again I, I i i can't take him i can't place him over Jokic. i can't place him over durant lebron Giannis, lillard curry again i still think chris paul is better I think Mitchell is better. Then you can have arguments for other players. You can have arguments. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Sure. Harden looked like, I mean, Harden's a great scorer. Harden, and Harden did step up his defense in the uh, the few games he played in the postseason. Kyrie, again, maybe not a great leader. Jason Tatum, not a winner yet. I do love Jason Tatum's game, um, but they haven't won anything there. Bradley Beal, I mean, he's, Great offensively, teams never won anything. I love Russell Westbrook, and I always will, but he's on the, you know, he's getting older, so, but I still don't think he, as a, he's a dog, he's a, he will get after it no matter what. Jimmy Butler's kind of fading off, in my opinion, so 
I think you could put Booker in, you know, top 15, but there's too many guys for me to put him in the top five uh, for to, to say I can put him in my top five. So, okay. I mean, I, I you bring up, you bring up, you bring, you bring up things that can be tempered over time. I don't, sure. I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't. And I think it can be. That's what I'm saying. It will future, be. It will it be. He's he he has a good mentor in him with him with uh you know with Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul is um obviously an amazing leader. That's why they brought him on. But like, yeah. hey, hey, uh, you know, let's not um go too far here. Uh Chris Paul, this is his first conference final. Mm-hmm. So let that sink. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care what team, you know, like what team is he he's been on. I mean. I would argue that the 2012 Clippers are better than this team. Oh, I I think so as well. But I think when you look at the the competition that those Clipper teams had to play against, it was much better than what we have right now in the West. And that's only due to injuries, if I'm going to be real, um, this year. So I think the Suns were helped out with injuries. Um, The Suns? Yeah, the Suns were, for sure. Yeah. That's what you said. You said the Suns. The Suns, correct? Yeah, my my. No, you my, said, but you said the Stuns. So I'm sure I'm curious which uh, oh, team that is. Wow. Okay. You know what? If if my if my connection is it, see now you now you're just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, but no, uh, anyway. continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, continue. Yeah. Um. But 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 if you look at those teams that the Clippers had to play against in the past. Um, sure. Or or even when when Chris Paul was on the Rockets, you know, a lot of people would argue. The year that he hurt, uh, got hurt in the in the uh, playoffs, they had a chance to beat the Warriors. Now, I still think the Warriors would have won, um, but people would say, you know, they had it right there. Chris Paul gets hurt, and then that totally changes everything. But well, look, they're up three uh, one. I mean, the, the series will be over potentially. It by, could be well, by the time this podcast goes comes out. But um, as it stands right now, they're up three one. And uh, Chris Paul even said last night, you know, during interview, don't talk to me about three one. I know yeah. what it's like. And so yeah, and, and I'm being, I'm, well, I hey, I'm being totally fucking serious. You know, um, you know, we'll see um, yeah. because um, game game four could have went the Clippers way um, right. and game two should have went the Clippers way. I so agree. this this could be three one Clippers. Um, yeah. I'm I'm the, I'm just not sold on the fact that Chris Paul is the best player on that team. I think that Chris Paul is the most um, savvy player on the team, okay. and that's when you bring up the temperament part of of Devin Booker. Yo, man, I like that shit. You just need to, you just need to be around the right people to be able to be like yo, be like yeah. cool the fuck out. That's why I think that Luka Doncic could be. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be amazing anyway, but he needs someone as well that is uh, good with his temperament because his temperament's yeah. like way too much. Like he's like, yeah. You know, I mean, like he's that dude in the gym. You're like, damn dog, like you're fucking calling fouls on everything. Like, <laughs> For real, you know, I, you know? I think with him, I mean, you know, he's, he's and he comes a- in he comes into the gym with like too many bags, and you're like, yo, we're only playing four <laughs> games. Like I don't know what the fuck. And he has he has uh, two six packs of PBR and smokes in one of the bags. Yeah, and you're like, what are we doing? I don't know if, <laughs> how many how many fucking wristbands do you need? Man? Uh, well, you know, at this point, in, but anyway, yeah. in our at this point in our conversation, we're gonna have to agree to disagree. Okay, sure, Devin Booker. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and still that's interesting fine. to think about. I think I think yeah. so, like because you brought up good points, so yeah, I get it. Absolutely. Okay. Let's uh, listen. But I won. So I won. Uh, Well, mm, 
<laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, okay, we're going to move on to our top five NBA playoff okay. moments. Right. And, um, you know, we had talked before this, but just to set it up for everybody, again, this could be a single game. It could be a series or it could be a whole entire playoff run. And, and uh, Nate and I had talked about the ones that we had chose prior because I think it'd be cool for us to have a different list. Sure. Um, so why don't you go ahead and, and, and they don't let's have to go be... back and forth. Let's go back and forth. I'll go yeah, they, here. yeah. Perfect. Go ahead. Um, so my, one of my biggest things, and that was uh, because I, I was, you know, a small kid when it happened um, was the, when the nuggets went over the Sonics in 1994. Right. Um, I thought, you know, that iconic image of Dikembe Mutombo, um, holding the ball up like, like <laughs> that's exactly what you, you hear in your oh, head you, when you, you see just, that image. <laughs> um, yo, these guys came down from a 2-0 deficit in a five game series. Yeah. Generally during that time, you know, you go down 2-0. I mean, it's, pack I mean, you, you might win game three, you know, yep. you yep. might win game three, but um, yeah, they, I mean, they came back and as the eighth seed, no less come back and beat the, you know, the, number one team uh, in the Supersonics. And that Supersonics team was looking at going to the finals that year. Yep. I mean, it was like, okay, well, I mean, Gary Payton was um, running on all cylinders. Sean Kemp Mm -hmm. was in that, in like a different, I don't want to give him so much credit, but it was like, it was wild to see those, their their dynamic. I mean, they were the number one seed for a reason. Mm -hmm. Let's not play around with that, you know? So I think that is one of the, you know, and that's like, to me again, that like, you know, like seeing that, I was just like, I was nine years old or something like that at that time. And I was like, yeah, man, this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Fucking sounding like E Honda or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, okay, my Bob first. the hut in this moment. <laughs> yeah, my first uh, moment would be, and and I'm gonna say this exactly how it was. Allen Iverson beating Ooh. the Los Angeles Lakers. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Game one of the 2001 NBA Finals. So, you know, we all have seen the iconic. He steps over Ty Lue, um, which you know, for as good of a coaching career as Ty Lue has had up to this point, this is what he's still remembered for. <laughs> right. Uh, super iconic image. Um, <clears throat> so Allen Iverson led the Sixers against Shaq and Kobe. He had in this game, Iverson had 48 points, mm-hmm. six assists, five steals, and and they won 107, 101 in overtime. So all time performance. And this team, this 76ers team shouldn't have sniffed the fucking finals there can i'm just going to ask you if you know off the top of your head do you know who their number two leading scorer was that season the sixers eric snow no that you know that that's a good guess it was theo ratliff he was their number two scorer he came off the bench wow. he, he averaged 12.4 points His, the second leading scorer on this team averaged 12.4 points okay so wow. If you look at the starting lineup in this game one, <laughs> okay, Dikembe Mutombo starts at center, an older Dikembe Mutombo, not the <laughs> Denver Nuggets Dikembe, not the Atlanta Hawks Dikembe. This is the Philadelphia 76ers Dikembe Mutombo. Power forward Tyrone Hill. He looked like a uh, Ferengi kind of from, I think that's the aliens from, Star Trek. If you don't know what that is, just Google it. You'll go, oh shit, he did look like a Ferengi. I probably won't, but small small forward, 
Jermaine Jones. Yep. I'm just going to leave it at that. Jermaine Jones. Shooting guard, Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee, great role player. I'm not going to. I was going to say, not you know, yeah. Aaron McKee, but role player. And point guard, Allen Iverson. Again, Matumbo, old Matumbo, Tyrone Hill, Jermaine Jones, Aaron McKee, Allen Iverson. Okay. The Lakers starting lineup. Oh, my God. Shaquille O'Neal. Horace Grant, Rick Fox, Kobe Bryant, and Derek Fisher. Are you fucking kidding me? Then we look at the rest of the Lakers roster. Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory coming off of the bench. Wow. Brian, Brian Shaw coming off of the bench. Ron Harper, Ty Lue, and can we not forget Mad Dog Mark Madsen? Now, I joke about Mark, Mark Madsen because, you know, he danced after they won the championship and all that. If you would have put Mark Madsen on this Philly team, he's probably averaging a good eight points right, right. And I, th- I think on this lakers team he averaged point four or some shit like that so anyways that's my first point moment. is yeah yeah that's my first moment the lakers would go on to win four one so win four games in a row after that but um philly if i remember team, right game three was pretty close yeah yeah yep it was it was tighter but that one get game one that moment of him stepping over just <clears throat> i mean iverson is he's never going to get the credit he deserves, especially Ever. as time goes on because people weren't around, you know, a lot of people aren't growing, getting older, not going to be around to have seen those games. So the younger crowd isn't going to be like, Oh, they're going to just be like, Oh, he had cornrows. And, and it's like, he was a fucking killer. So anyways, that's my number one moment. What was your number two? Mind you also in that game one, just as a sidebar um, went to overtime. Yep. So still, still, had to go an extra period to be like, hey, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even win it there. Yeah. All right. Um, so this is uh, one that uh, I pulled out of my bag because my dad would talk about it a lot. But mm-hmm. um, Larry Bird's triple-double in game six of the NBA finals okay. um, in 1986. Um, he finished. So they, they beat the Houston Rockets uh, to win their 16th title. Um, mm. Bird finished the series off game six with 29, 11 and 12. No big deal. Mm. The one of the yeah, dude, also. Um, one of the us big notable facts from that, also, though, from that season is that the Celtics posted a 50 and one home record oh during God. the entire season that and that you know included the playoffs. Wow, incredible. <laughs> now, this is this is coming off of 1985 when they lost to the Lakers in six. Right. Okay. And it, it brought up some big weaknesses for them. Uh, you know, their bench scoring was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kevin McHale had to go, go to the starting lineup. Uh, Cedric Maxwell was bothered by knee injuries. Um, Larry Bird had to play through a, another elbow injury. I mean, just one of his, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a, a million of them. Um, but the Celtics, they finished before getting into the playoffs, they went to, you know, 67 and 15. Jesus. And 40 home victories. It was like yeah. the, la- the last time that it was even touched was by the 2015, 2016, and guess the team. And obvi- it's going to be an obvious, you're going to be like, obviously, it's this team. Oh, yeah, the Warriors, the Spurs. Oh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 20, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. My bad. Yeah. But that makes sense, though, right? You're like, oh, duh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 2015, 2016. Yep. So that team has been long uh, renowned as one of the you know single best teams uh, that's you know gone through a, a series. One other thing that was funny about the uh, about this uh, '86 finals was up to this point, it all like the finals had always been called the NBA World Championship. 
So oh. that was the branding. But they dropped that. And it was the first time that the NBA Finals branding was officially used. So that's pretty interesting. Wow, that is cool. I didn't even know that. Hmm. Yeah, so 86 is when that happened. There we go. Awesome. Fucking Larry Bird. And, you know, dude, <clears throat> just an amazing player. And then he gets older and he starts to have those back issues. And but still, <sighs> he could still hoop like it was insane. 92. He was still hooping. Yeah. Yep. With the cool 91. He was still hooping. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yo, he looked like he just finished an eight hour shift and then came and busted the Pistons ass in like 1991. He's like, yo, like, he changes oil for, you know, yeah, but. like a jiffy fucking. <laughs> Like birds, one hour exchange. Yeah. Why do you call it exchange even? That's weird. <laughs> you get a different car. That's weird. Uh, all right. My number two is also a uh, from the Boston Celtics, but a little bit older. So uh, as, as we were doing this, I was going through, you know, some research and, and this is, this is really cool. So Bill Russell in game seven of oh, the 19, 1962 finals. So Russell ends up scoring. Well, first off, he plays every minute of this game, which went into overtime. Goodness. Bill Russell ends up scoring 30 points and grabbing four, 40 rebounds. And he had four assists. <laughs> and he had one assist. And had one assist. <laughs> so, and so this is game seven, last game of the finals. 30 points, 40 rebounds, four assists, overtime, plays every minute. They win 110 to 107. Um, and and this is a note that I thought was pretty interesting. So back in – this is 1962. Okay. Bl- blocks weren't recorded. So you can – you'd probably imagine he at least had five to seven blocks, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't record blocks at this time. So who knows how many blocks he had. So – uh, when you look at this, they win in game seven. The next year, this would cause the Los Angeles Lakers to go and grab Wilt Chamberlain because that, that was the opponent that uh, Bill had dominated in that game seven. So they go grab Wilt Chamberlain, change everything up because you can't let a guy grab 40 rebounds and score, right. thir- score 30 points on you. So um, that was an incredible, incredible performance by Bill Russell. That is out of control. <laughs> Think about that. Like 40 rebounds, though. I mean, I get it. It was a different time, you know, but yeah. Um, I don't know how well, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm like, but uh, that makes me want to like look up and I won't right now, but like, um, you know, highest rebound per total, like in the in the playoffs beyond that 40, you know, yeah. like who did that? Like, yeah, it has to be like a will. Yeah, it would have to be. Let's see. You know what? I'll get IT on it. You go ahead and talk. Go ahead. I'll go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll, I'll find out. Uh, okay. So, again, kind of just touching into, you know, things that I remember pretty closely. Um, Reggie Miller goes ahead and scores 25 points in the fourth quarter versus the Knicks mm-hmm. in the 1994 Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Okay. So, game five, I mean, pivotal. Here uh, he had 39 points total that game, by the way. Mm. Um, but he hits five threes in the fourth quarter, just to sprinkle it, right? <laughs> just just to give it kind of that. Oh well, okay. I guess you do mean business. Now at this time, um, they were tied up two two. The Indiana Pacers just came off the game three, or excuse me, game four win. They uh, won that one, uh, 93 to 86. Mm. And um, or no, excuse me. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. And then the, in this next game, excuse me, in game five, 
when Reggie had that um, next bout, mm-hmm. or excuse me, the following game, I'm sorry, they went up 3-2, okay? Right. So they were leading in game five. That's why I say it was a pivotal game five. They were they were, they were tied up before that. Pacers won 83-77 in game four, then won 93-86 in game, um, game five. Mm. The Knicks go on to win the series be, uh, behind John Starks, no less. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beyond John Starks, no less. But the point that the point is is that Reggie Miller came out in that game, sluggish at first, and then again turns it on in the fourth quarter. One of those iconic moments when he puts his hand over his head, choke. thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. the choke joint. Yeah, looking over uh, his spike. Yep. Oh, dude, um, that was a uh, like they they would always replay that like a. Um, but even if you just Google it, how'd, like how'd it go again? How'd that go again? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Stop that. So we're good. Um, um, but no, uh, seriously though, that was, uh, it was, you know, obviously led an 18 year career, uh, culminated, culminated by, uh, a trip to the, uh, finals in I believe 2003, 2002. Yeah. Um, and you know, didn't work out, but, um, Reggie Miller's, has some of the most i could probably do just five reggie miller moments oh in, yeah in the playoffs in general so yeah um, I, I love reggie i wish he would have got a championship but he's just you know one of those casualties of mike so right <laughs> <laughs> well, just one of them anyway anyway yeah <laughs> what did it come up with uh this you're gonna love this so <clears throat> I'm going to give, I'm going to let you guess. Okay. So okay. there are one, two, three, four, five, the top five performances, as far as rebounds go, there are two 40 rebound games, two okay. and, and then three thirty-eight. So wow. obviously we know Bill Russell is one of those 40. He is also the other 40, <laughs> which he did in 1960. Okay. Then we have two 38 rebound games from Wilt Chamberlain, one in 1967, one in 1964. And then the other 38 is Bill Russell <laughs> no. in 1963. No so, way. Yeah. When we look at this list, it gives me the top 20. The only other player on this list besides Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain for a single game rebound um, perform, you know, crazy performance is Nate, sure. Nate Thurmond and Nate Thurmond did this in 1967 in the finals. Um, he, he played for the 76ers and he had 31 rebounds. So that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, and I'm looking at this list, like, and again, it's all Russell, Will, Russell, Will, 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 Russell, Russell, Russell. So, Hey, don't, don't fuck with Nate Thurmond, bro. That's the first cat that recorded a quadruple double. There you go. Don't, don't sleep fuck on with him. Don't sleep on Nate. Seven-time All-Star Nate Thurman. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> All right, my next one. As we talked about, uh, casualty of Michael Jordan, Reggie yeah. Miller being one. Um, I think I have to go. Something that lives that it's always going to you know rent space in in my memory is the Jordan flu game. So <sighs> let let me let me and then you know a lot of people say did he have flu? Was it pizza? You know the the last dance came out said it was pizza. Maybe he had was a night of maybe, Yeah, maybe he had a night of drinking. We don't know. Either way, if I have food poisoning, if I have the flu, or if I'm extremely hungover, I can't even get out of my bed. Okay? Right. 
Uh-huh. So Michael Jordan in uh, game five of the, of the NBA finals against the jazz played 44 minutes. And again, wow. had flu like symptoms, led the bulls do a comeback to, to give them a three, two lead in the series. He finished with 38 points, seven boards, five assists, three steals and a block. And in the fourth quarter, he scored 15 points. I uh, didn't know that. Yep. Yep. And the, uh, ended up winning 90 to 88. So again, uh, you know, and a lot of people will make fun. Uh, my wife makes fun of me. Oh, did you stub your toe? You know, there's that whole thing like men can't take pain, which is, you know, sure. somewhat true. But again, if I'm, if I'm hung, <laughs> if I'm hung over, if I have flu, if I have the flu, or if I'm sick from food poisoning, I can't, I, I can, again, barely get out of bed. This dude, Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time, scored 38 points, seven boards, played 44 minutes, and beat the Jazz in Utah. Crazy. Which Crazy. game was that again? Crazy. Game, uh, it was game five of that series. Oh, my God. So it was like the, this is the pivotal game five. It's always, yep. it's always game five. Like two to yep. do, you're like, like fuck, what are we going to do? Yep. Wow. Yep. I didn't know that he scored 15 in the fourth. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure yeah. uh, re-watching that shit, like, but like 15, but also you can tell you, you can also go down a stat line. The, what, what was it? The, how many assists? Five, five assists, seven boards, three steals yeah, just not and really. a block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just not really, just not, I mean, active, but just like, okay, well, I mean, I'll pass, but fucking, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just Insane. not, you know, but even mm-hmm. if you got like eight assists, you know, you'd be like, Jesus dude, like, yeah. if you're like in the game, like 44 minutes. So that's, yeah, that's impressive. And we all we all remember Scotty carrying him off the court, you know, basically. Right. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's t- uh tangent, uh Scotty Durant beef. Anyway, Ooh, um, wow, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about anyway. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a big one. Um right. and this is because well, for several reasons, but rookie Magic Johnson. Oh, yes. Plays center all five positions for that matter. Mm, yeah. Okay. In game six of the NBA finals against the Philadelphia 76ers mm. stat line. If we're ready for it, I'm sh- let's go <laughs> game high. 42 points. Oh, grabbed 15 rebounds. Wow. And handed out seven assists to lead to his first NBA title in his rookie season. Now significance of this Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the MVP Mm -hmm. Um, through uh, game five. He had a, got a sprained ankle. Okay. Okay. Came back in the game, came back in the game. um, I'm referring to the game five Um, Lakers won. So they go up three, two, but it's, it's, he doesn't even travel with the team for game six. He's like, yeah, you know. I remember that. They're just like, Hey, they're going to come back, rest up that ankle. We'll have a game seven. Yep. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll probably, I mean, it's not that we'll lose, but like, Hey, take, just take it easy. We're up three, two. If we do, I mean, but rest up, you know? Yep. Goes out six, nine rookie point guard. <laughs> Starts the game at center, jumps the ball and all everything, all of that played all five positions that game. And again, stat line 42, 15, and seven. Jesus. Named the NBA Finals MVP. Mm. Hey, 
<laughs> Fuck you. You know, <laughs> just letting everyone know that it's magic's time and that Kareem is probably on his way out as far as age goes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and okay, that, we'll that all of LA can breathe comfortably. Yeah. Hey, you can leave now. We're good. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another, another uh, uh, fun fact about this magic was 20. Jeez. Yeah. 20 years old. 20 years old NBA finals is asked to change his position. Oh man. And now, and th- this is the same finals um, that Julius Irving had that, uh, you know, that baseline um, oh, yeah. behind, the, from backboard. behind the backboard and yep. Right. Wow. Okay. So this was a very contentious series. Now the 76ers, again, we're not a team to be fucked with. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, on this team. Okay. For the Lakers hall of famers. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jamal Wilkes, Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. and Spencer Haywood. Mm-hmm. The 76ers had Maurice Cheeks, Julius Irving, and Bobby Jones, just as Hall of Famers are concerned. Okay. Right. Um, the in the Eastern Conference Finals, the 76ers demolished the Celtics 4-1. But mm. Larry Bird. Larry. Yeah, yeah. Larry Bird, Larry, Larry Bird <laughs> in that series was not he 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 performed well it was just you know it was it was uh it just wasn't meant to be which retooled a lot that played so much in their 1981 season um to retool their team and the lakers pounded the supersonics jack sigma cats uh four Mm -hmm. to one um but i mean again i'm just kind of painting a picture of the of that entire year but um to cap it off with a game six magic johnson goes for 42 and 15, 6'9", rookie, Jeez. point guard, and then garners the finals MVP, you know. Damn, insane. Oh, yeah. one last fact. <laughs> this, was a la- this was the first NBA finals to make use of the three-point line. Oh, okay. So 1980 was the first year that the three-point line came out. God. It was debuted. Doesn't that seem crazy? <laughs> Yeah, like I, I've watched like, a lot way of too uh, crazy, by the way, like, like way too crazy. Like, when last, you know, last season when the NBA was put on hold and they were trying to figure out what they were doing, I watched so many uh, hardwood classics games like on NBA TV, right? And sure. watching like the Bucks when it was Kareem and Oscar Robertson, and it was just like, what in the hell? What this is? It's it's just insane to watch basketball like that where yeah. there's no three point line, and you you know they're great players, but it was just like. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, Bob Cousy, you brought up the you brought up the thirty forty game by Bob Cousy in that it was sixty one, I believe, right? The thirty forty game. Yeah, sixty two. Sixty two. Excuse me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, he he. That's one of those series uh, where he infamous, infamously uh, dribbled the ball out. So like, just, oh yeah, like just running around. You're like, okay, well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were playing the Washington Generals. Fucking. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they're, you know, they wondered why why nobody watched it on TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's because he dribbles for forty eight minutes, and then it's the, the end of the score. The the end score is ten to four. I don't fucking, I don't know. What are we but, playing? But here? Bill Russell had somehow forty rebounds, so I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know. What the fuck, <laughs> I have no idea. No one, oh. no one jumps over fifteen inches. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! All right, I'm gonna uh, my my next moment. Here we go. Here we go. Is LeBron James? LeBron oh. James, Miami Heat against the Boston Celtics, Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals in Huge. 20, 2012. So. Paint a little bit of a picture for those who are, are new jacks to the NBA or just, you know, don't watch. LeBron had left Cleveland 
gone to Miami uh, and, you know, Dwayne Wade was already there. That was Dwayne Wade's house. Chris Bosh had signed. So this was like, like previous before, before this, you had the Celtics having Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, which was like a considered a super team. But when you put um, LeBron Wade and Bosh, it was like, this is a super, super team. Well, this is, that was 2011, 2011 heat. um, They don't fare so well, right? (laughs) After their, after their uh, WWE entrance at the Miami uh yeah. arena saying we're not gonna win one we're not gonna win two brother we're not gonna and uh you know we're so gonna they, win 84 okay hold <laughs> yeah, on a minute. calm down, um, calm down. which one um, where am i at again yeah so so just, just to set that picture right the nba and a lot of fans hated the miami heat because of this super team so right. people were happy that they lost the year before so boston celtics game six of the eastern conference finals um you know a loss here and the heat again would have just been like, Oh, look, these guys can't, can't make it happen. So three, two Boston's up in this series. So LeBron James says, you know what? I have to get my name in the running to be the greatest of all time. And this is going to be a statement game for me. So uh, he went off for 45 points, 19 of 26 shooting 15 boards, five assists. He dominated the whole game and mm. was able to send this game. Uh, to win this game, go back in Miami, go back to Miami for game seven. They win there. The Heat end up going on to win the 2012 championship, which is LeBron's first title. Um, and it's, uh, if you look at, you know, lists of LeBron James' best games, you know, he's had a, such an amazing career. This is always going to be one of those top three games that you see, uh, no matter who writes the list. So um, if you, if you, don't remember this game or let's say you didn't watch it. I would go back and check it out. It's a t- again, 2012 Eastern conference finals game six, Miami versus Boston in Boston. Monster. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Monster. Huh. The, the... <sighs> Damn. I mean, you know, when it just, what's that? What, what year was it? Um, and fuck, I, it's always against the magic, right? But uh, when <laughs> when he had that three pointer at the in the middle of the was that two thousand nine? No, I think it was ten, wasn't it ten? Something like because that. he would have he would have left. Oh no no no, it was nine. It was nine. I'm sorry. Okay, two thousand and nine. Yeah, because okay. it was the year after that he was still in Cleveland and he takes a jersey off when he's going back, to, and you're like, oh yeah, he's leaving. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, he's bugging. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Oh nine. Yeah. That's the end of that. <clears throat> Um, well, the point that I'm making is that like LeBron it's, and it's, you know, uh, what have you done for me lately? Obviously, but, um, I mean, the guy takes over games when he needs to, um, and he did in that game that I referred to against the magic. I mean, they didn't win that series, but, um, uh, I mean, just what the way that he puts that, I mean, I mean, essentially brought the key, you know. And this is my honorable man. Ah, I'll I'll wait for it. But the guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy's crazy. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of sad to see him on his uh, last like sixty percent. I guess um, sure because he still has a lot. But um, yeah, yeah, An incredible moment. I mean, I I remember watching that too. Um, I think that this. That, I think that's the year that that's uh, when that Celtics run ended. Um, Yep, that was it. Yeah, it, yeah. it kind of fell apart after that. There were some injuries to key players, and yep, yep, it was yeah, uh, ended quickly. But 
it was and it wasn't and it wasn't graceful i mean they you know yeah it was kind of a shitty moment i suppose in the sense of like um folks being disgruntled yeah yeah anyway um okay so i i had one before but i i want to end it with this one because i do i do recall this being very very huge but uh you know john stockton's john stockton's three-pointer to send them to the oh yeah absolutely um that iconic uh you know voiceover john stockton yeah you tell jazz to the nba finals (laughs) i don't even know who did who did that uh that was costas bob costas no it wasn't yes yes no it was All not right. hold on okay get it right on now. it while you're yeah, uh, it's on it go ahead and talk yeah, uh, <laughs> well the big thing about that series because I, I it was uh again tyke uh but um the jazz went up 2-0 in that series and it looked like it was gonna be breezy too because um they were pretty pretty well ahead i mean uh beyond yeah. Um, the highest scores in that whole series for the Jazz were Carmelo or John Stockton. It wasn't there wasn't anyone else that were on the Jazz at least. Like that was it. Mm. Um, ah, fuck! It was Jim Green. It was Jim. Yeah, Green. yeah. Okay, so, that's on. That's on me. I'll take yeah, that. So, <laughs> um, so two. So Houston comes back and ties it up two two. I mean, defending home court. Game four honestly could have went the Jazz way. They only lost by three. Mm-hmm. And I remember that game. I remember that game and being like, oh shit, like they're about to go th- 3 1, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, Stockton and Malone had 22 that game. Um, Hakeem went off for 27. He, Charles Barkley had 16 boards that game. Like, Sheesh. it was a, yeah. So game four was like, it was, it was going to be like a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Eddie Johnson, he hit the game winning three in game four. I almost would, I would contend that that's like one of the crazy, <laughs> like, right. that was a, that was wild. That was wild for him to do that. Cause if he doesn't hit that shot that they go to overtime and fucking, you know, I don't yeah. know, you know, flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> um, the jazz come back win game six. And then of course, you know, John Stockton wins it 103 yeah. to 100. I, and the reason why I wanted to say the final score is because like with inflate the, with the scores being as inflated as they are um, now, mm-hmm. Like that was a high scoring game. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? Like that was a really high scoring game. Clyde had 33 that game. Guess who had the highest guess who had the most rebounds in that game? And from which team? Um, I I would have to go with Akeem. No. Okay. Greg Ostertag with 14. Gee, wow. Do work, Greg. Yeah, dude. He, he's yeah, he had 14 boards and then John finished with 13. So he finished wow. with 25 and 13 that game. It's a but, shame that Greg's most like known and remembered moment is getting knocked out by Shaq. Cause that's, oh, yeah. I never would have thought Greg Ostag led a game against the Kimolajuan in rebounds, but that's hundred <laughs> percent. So, so uh, you know, what's more impressive is that Charles Barkley, he was the, he was the highest, um, like he had 16 in game two, mm. 16 in game three, and then another 12 in game four. But like, it's still like, like, wow. you know, he, I mean, Cat was still going on, you know, the round mound, you know, yeah. um, just intense. That team, that, that, uh, Houston team was stacked. That should have been, um, I don't know. Could have went either way to be honest, but, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Eddie Johnson hitting the game winning three to even the series up was a trip in itself in game four, but that's my, that's my fifth moment. That's I love that. <clears throat> I'm, and, uh, I have one, I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but 
that night. So I had my mom and I lived at this, uh, you know, this, uh, like townhouse in Magna okay. or duplex, maybe. I don't know what the hell you call it. And, uh, I was watching that game cause it ran a little bit late. I was watching yeah. it in my room before I went to bed. I think I'm in, uh, fifth grade at the time. I think that would be correct. Fifth grade. And, uh, the, you know, he hits it. We, the people that live behind us, it was like these, these, cowboys right had horses sure. and did all that and, and I, they lit off some fireworks but then immediately after the fireworks i saw my first real knockout fight Two these two dudes one of them must have been a rockets fan one of them must have been a jazz fan <laughs> anyways one no dude gets, way one dude gets flipped over on top of a car gets choked out at the end that was the end of the fight but before that they were swinging connecting plap plap and i'm like in fifth grade like wow this you know you see stuff on tv boxing matches whatever but this was a real fight yeah <laughs> they were he choked choked choke dude out left him on the hood of the car went back in the house said <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah, okay wow so anyways i have a you know that that's a fond memory of <laughs> Along with uh, not not Bob Costas, but Jim Gray calling that game. <laughs> oh my God! Wow, that's uh, crazy. All right, let me touch on my last my last moment here. So this has to no, do... it wasn't Jim Gray, dude. It was Greg Gumble. No, I just go- I I got I I mean it Googled it, and it's right here, Jim Gray. No, dude, no reporter no. Jim Gray. Dude, he reported it, but Greg Gumble had that um uh that call. Okay, you you pull it up. You I promise. It. I'm you going pull it to. up. I'm going to pull up my moment, and then you know, maybe go IT, ahead. Maybe it was wrong. Maybe it was wrong. You know, they're not go ahead. right. Um, so going back to LeBron James, the Miami Heat built this huge, you know, uh, uh, super team. So my last moment is the entire playoff run for the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. So ooh, yep. No, let me let me break down why. So the Mavericks no one thought they were going to win the NBA title in 2011. Okay. They have right. to be, this has to be probably one of the biggest like Cinderella runs in, in the NBA history. So let's, they had obviously Dirk Nowitzki, who was great. They had a, an aging um, Jason kid, right? Tyson Chandler, who was a great defensive player, but then you start to look at the rest of this lineup. Um, the only other guy that really stands out. I love, uh, young Peja Stojakovic. Peja was well past his prime at this point, coming off the bench. Jason Terry, great sixth man. I mean, for God's sake, Deshaun Stevenson was starting for this Dallas Mavericks team. If that doesn't tell you wow. how this team was built, I don't know what does. So, okay, the first round, they play uh, the Blazers, led by Brandon Roy. They have LaMarcus Aldridge, right? Blazers are a tough team at this point. Roy, mm-hmm. for those who don't know or don't remember Brandon Roy, when he was healthy, he was amazing. Rookie so, of the year. Yep. They end up beating the Blazers in the series 4-2. So, and this is, uh, let's see. The, they end up playing the Lakers in the next round, sweep them, 4-0. Okay. Wow. Kobe Bryant. Okay. So they shouldn't have swept the Lakers. Then after that, they go up against this team, the young, talented Oklahoma City Thunder, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and they dominate this team 4-1, okay? Mm. Then we get to the NBA Finals, and again, 
you know, before the season, even at the beginning of the playoffs, at the beginning of the finals, there is no question in any expert's mind or any fan's mind that the Heat are going to win the title. Okay. <laughs> we got Dwayne Wade, obviously, Chris Bosch, LeBron James. Yep. Uh, going up against Dirk Nowitzki, right? An older Jason Kidd. And well, older, I was going to say, take it easy. Well, yeah. Wait. An older Peja, Tyson Chandler. Um, but. And 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 even and the and the Mavs even lose game one of the finals, okay? 92 to 84. They end up coming back, winning this, winning the finals 4-2. And it's just like Dirk at this time is, I mean, he's on a level of like, I don't even know what you compare him to for people who didn't get to see Dirk play. Like, I, I think the closest player in the NBA right now is Jokic, but yeah. but Dirk, I don't, I mean, he was just, he an, take, he's well, an he anomaly. Take, yeah, well, I, I could even uh, add to that, like, during that series, like, he, the a player that could be even compared to, I would say it was like MB uh, mixed with uh, Jokic, mixed with um, um, that end game um, instinct of uh, like, like, like Chris Paul. Right, because he was still able to distribute the ball, but like, yo, give me the ball. I want yep. this. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see. He he ends the, the crazy thing with with Dirk. He he game game five. He has twenty nine points. Game three, he has thirty four points. Um, game one, he's even the leading scorer. The funny thing was, this was like the emergence and then slightly after this he went back and like kind of just went back to being a normal type of bench player six man but jason terry in game six of this series to close it out against the heat had 27 points wow so just a crazy run i don't think i don't think you'll ever see anything like that again um i mean i guess you never say never but what a run like those teams that they went up against they shouldn't have won that NBA final shouldn't have performed the way they did. They had a postseason record of 16 and five. So incredible. Yeah, and, that is incredible. Yeah. Well, and then, and then the next year, 2012, they lost in the first round. Was it to the, was it, or was it the year before when, when they lost to the, we believe warriors? Uh, I, yeah, that was the next, I think that was the next year. Let me, let me double check. Well, there, it's, I mean, the point that I'm making is that, that like, the next year they came back, they are still the number one seed. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they came back as the number <clears> one seed still, and then they lost that first series. And it was like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. Let's see. Oh, so the ne- actually the next year they had lost to the, uh, let's see, ooh, ooh, ooh. the Thunder. Was it the Jazz that lost to the We Believe? No, no, the Mavs did lose to them, but it must have been the year before this. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Before okay. 20, yep, yep. I'm just thinking so, of Baron Davis um, shitting all over Andre Karolinko. Andre Karolinko, oh, God, that's a moment in itself, Jesus. Oh, my God. <sighs> that first round series, though, and like when they, that We Believe team, I mean, see, again, so many honorable mentions, but. Right. Um, yeah, but it is Greg Gumbel. So for those that's, uh, <laughs> just to make sure, here we go. Hold on. That's Bill Walton, obviously. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant Greg Gumble. 
Okay, that's yeah. great. I, I met Greg Gumbel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's yeah, move yeah, on. yeah, let's go. So let's we're go. gonna good we're gonna, list though. Good list. Yeah, good yeah, list. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. you. Yours as well. Yours as well. Yeah. So we are, are going to do a quick draft here um, of the all, I don't even have a great name, but all NBA playoff team. So we're going to have a starting five and a sixth man. You are my guest. So the way this is going to work, we're going to go. Um, I got to write these down. so I know. Sure, sure. The first three rounds, you will go first. After that, it'll kind of flip to where I get two picks back to back. And then, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you go ahead and start this off, my friend. Um, all right. So Michael Jordan and my two guard. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't take that, I would have said, you know what? Just let's not even do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Okay. Manu Ginobili at my three. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so to combat that, to combat Michael, I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant. Okay. So do you go again? Nope. Nope. So you'll go, uh, go. So yeah. Yep. You're going. Um, LeBron James are the three. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, it's a smart, it's a smart decision. It's a smart decision. Okay. You have LeBron James. I am going with. Oh, 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 all right, I'm going with Steph Curry. Okay. So do you go again? No, uh, your turn. Okay. Your, yep, okay. my bad. That's on me. Uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll let you know when I go twice in a row. Okay. All right. Uh, magic and point. Love it. Love it. I'm gonna tell you this though: Steph's gonna be running all around that motherfucker. Okay. All right. <laughs> 1980 magic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I have to go with a guy um, who we talked about a little bit earlier, might be the most dominant center of all time, which will be Shaquille O'Neal at my center. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go. One, I'm gonna hold, go. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. One, right. two, three. So now is where we flip. So all then... Right. I go first now. So Shaq, Great. yep, coming off of Shaquille O'Neal, I'm going to have my power forward spot be arguably the best power forward of all time, Tim Duncan. I saw that coming. Right. Scratch him off my board. Um, Shaq's already gone. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> you know what honestly and i'm being dead ass uh kareem there you go good pick good pick yeah you'd ha- i mean you'd have to okay i need a small forward don't i i have kobe steph uh shack tim duncan so i'm going with kevin durant wow wow I was going to sleep him in my four. Um, okay. All right. All right. Um, my power forward. Damn. 
I'm going to go with. Oh, make it good. Um, <laughs> You're like, I, re- I know because I because we're gonna put these up, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of pride on the line here. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot. I mean, with Kareem, I'm kind of. I mean, I got two dynamic players already with Jordan and James. Magic is dynamic. I mean, my power forward. I want to be able to shoot and also step back and hit three. Give me Dirk. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay. All right. So now we're we're at the sixth man, and um, I have a number of guys that I'm like, I want to go with this. I want to go with this. And let me give you a little bit of my thought process here. Sure. I need somebody who can defend, you know, cause who, who knows which one of these guys get in foul trouble, right? Which one of my guys probably, uh, I would, I would probably bet it would be Shaq, but, um, I need someone <laughs> who, who, who can defend one through five. Okay. And if he can't, if he can't stick with, uh, if he can't 100% defend the five, he needs to be able to help. Same thing with the point guard position. So I go back and forth. I go back and forth. I'm going to go with a guy who is um, one of my favorite players the past five to 10 years. Okay. He has um, two finals MVPs. Wow. He has two championships. He was the reason, the the main reason, that Canada got an NBA championship. And I say Canada because Toronto is the only team up there. Um, I'm going to go with the claw Kawhi Leonard. Oh, that is an incredible choice. Thank you. (laughs) Now you're six. Great job. Great job. Thank you. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so I just want to, you know, give, give the people some ideas. Nick yeah. Anderson is still available. Okay. Well, I'm not <laughs> <that. laughs> not fucking... Poor Nick. Poor Nick. Okay. Uh, dude, that was going to be my honorable mention as far as like even detrimental, like <laughs> losing game one of 95. In the um, <laughs> um, okay. Um, so Kobe's off the board. Shaq's off the board. So my thought process here is, um, you know, need a, need a, uh, Swiss army knife type of guy um, yep. because the glue is already there essentially uh, with my starting five. So I just need a guy that comes in, has championship pedigree and is able to, um, uh, you know, keep, keep uh, the second unit going. Mm. Um, so my pick. Um, and this is going to be, you know, do, they don't have to have played in the NBA finals, right? Or they, no, they, no, no, they don't no, have to. I, think, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's probably better. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's probably fucking <laughs> that they won so, a championship, but they don't yeah, have to. Yeah, don't I mean, have, John yeah. Stockton's great, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, but um, <laughs> what a dick. He just throws John Stockton on the bus real quick. Yeah, Greg goes for tax. Sorry, Greg goes. Yeah, Earl was good, but um, <laughs> okay, um. Just thinking back to championship teams and what I mean, I I, I wouldn't say him. I... After you pick, I'm going to let you know two other guys that I had for the six man, just in case they were already, you know, people were drafted. But you know uh, what? I don't give a fuck. One of the greatest scorers that's ever played the game. I'm going Tracy McGrady at my six. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. We are locked in. So let me, uh, 
um, run run down these teams one more time, and then again, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a vote. We'll let the people decide, and I don't know. We'll have to bet something. A lunch. You want to bet a lunch? Yeah, let's bet a lunch. Cool. Like okay, perfect. Okay, so Nate's team point guard. We have Magic Johnson. At the two, we have the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. At the three, possibly the second greatest of all time. Is that sure. a thing? LeBron yeah. James. Um, power forward, Dirk Nowitzki. Center, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sixth man, Tracy McGrady. Okay, my team. <clears throat> Point guard, Steph Curry. At the two, I have Kobe Bryant. At the three, I have Kevin Durant. Power forward, Tim Duncan. Center Shaquille O'Neal and my sixth man Kawhi Leonard. So, dude, whew, wouldn't that just be fun to like run this in NBA 2K? <laughs> oh man, that is a that's a pretty solid. And, and I'm I'm sad that Larry didn't get in here. So okay, I, as I had said, I had two uh, I had two other people for six man. Kawhi was my number one. Larry was number two. Dwayne Wade was number three. Got it. So, okay. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I had I had Larry in there, and then I had a. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I went between AI and Steph. I thought if you had taken Steph, I would take AI, but um, yeah. yeah. And then after, and then honestly, the last one I was thinking of just because of just looking at the center position was the key, but. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, two, two, two rings under his belt. Yep. Yep. One of the, uh, it's crazy to think he's like an underrated center in the history of like what they talk about and, you know, greatest centers of all time, but he was, um he was amazing so it's because he had that toronto raptors run <laughs> yeah it's like patrick ewing's magic in seattle run and yeah, you know, what are you just doing? doesn't doesn't make sense you should have just yeah. should have just left anyway. um well let's get caught up with you for a minute man you, yeah. you obviously you have still have utahrapper.com yeah. um you can uh you know you can use code wonder for 15 percent off of your first purchase so that's been oh, pretty yeah. cool you got a lot of dope articles of clothing up there hats uh shirts beanies all of that yeah. um i want to touch it for a minute on um I, I teased it at the beginning your your new song ode as yeah. well as the music video that uh, is coming out and uh, as to why I'm upset that you didn't let me know about the music video before recording, but go ahead and give us an idea of, uh, of, uh, let's talk about Ode for a second and then the video sure. itself. Yeah. So Ode, uh, uh, my latest single, um, uh, is an acronym for outwork everyone daily. And, and, uh, I, you know, played along with, uh, that, that, uh, being the forefront of the song so um there's a lot of references to just like uh being a dog when it comes to you know outworking your opponents and what have you and also um just nothing is lucky or free i outwork them you know um mm. and it touches on mamba mentality creed i outwork them you know so it's something that uh i it, it resonated well with me because i listen to you know motivate motivating shit all the time in the morning right. like before before work or during work just like it and I would implore, I, I would implore folks to incorporate this at least five minutes in the day, just to feed your brain something positive. Um, yeah. And to give you like some sort of perspective, you know, there's um, ET, the hip hop preacher. I mean, I can go down a list, right? But uh, mm-hmm. there's plenty of folks that uh, just put in motivation for the day into YouTube, and um, you can find something under five minutes to just get you going, or just Kobe Kobe Bryant um, motivation. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's who you start that you start the song out with a with Kobe Bryant talking. Absolutely. Yeah. He was in it was an interview of him. If you don't chase your goals, you know, um, they could be yeah. gone forever, type of thing. So um 
that's uh that's been the premise of what I've you know been on as far as uh, my own personal uh, goals for 2021. Um, I've been just uh, incognito with my workings, just for you to know, you know, and everyone yeah. else, I guess. Uh, just keeping things under wraps, um, getting gearing up to release another album and uh, a few more singles, a few more singles, but um, keeping them uh, close. Uh, again, working with Maddie Aston over at uh, Bay TL Studios, and you can find him nice. at. Um, uh, mixed by uh, at mixed by Maddie um, on Instagram. Uh, hit him up for sure if you're trying to, um, you know, put something out that's got clean content and then um, quality. Yeah, yeah, quality. <laughs> I quality, agree. Quality, quality Yeah. Um, so super excited on that. And then of course the music video. Uh, we have one scene left, man. It's crazy. Mm. It's been. It's yeah. It's been because it's such a long song. You got to kind of put together a lot of uh, material for it. So right. Um, and the last scene, uh, we hope to have done this week. And I, by, you know what? Fuck that. I want to have it done this week. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting it with at JC shot it. Um, okay. and that's again on Instagram. If you have a friend that's looking for a video, or even like a business type of video, like he does all sorts of shit. So nice. at JC shot it, I uh, just want to give him a, a quick shout too, um, for his works. He does a lot of great things, but in what, what, uh, you know what you're referring to uh is the teaser <laughs> of uh me wearing a rick flair costume and uh my uh, engineer uh maddie wear an undertaker costume and yeah. we're we're conducting an interview um and it's uh, it it'll be it's funny on it's fucking ridiculous but um <laughs> it looks ridiculous but it's like we wanted to have something abstract enough like sure. to keep like uh attention but also yeah. add that like little bit of humorous um that humor that i subscribe to i'm, I'm laughing fucking 23 out of 24 hours a day and the, <laughs> yeah. you know, like even in my sleep i'm fucking laughing so we're we ha came up with the idea and uh, it just worked out there's um uh a lot of uh creative effort that uh jc and i have jared and i have put into uh, making it happen so um awesome man yeah 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 and and, and to let people know why i was upset um, everyone knows that I'm a very, uh, avid wrestling fan and I have the whole stone cold Steve Austin get up already. Ugh. And so if I could have just been a small part of this where Damn at the it. end of this interview, I walk in stunner, both of you and walk out, uh, uh, it would have been, you know, but you know, now, you it, know, now I know. Yeah. Oh man. That would have been golden, <laughs> dude. Oh my God. That'd have been golden. But you know, not, not like have... I worked on the song, not like I had anything to do with the yeah, song. Just so a cameo, like I, I shouldn't even have been there. Just eight seconds. <laughs> I, and... I, you know, the MJ memes, I took it personally. So yeah. that's why and I'm then... going to bust your ass with this draft. <laughs> and, the, and then this this dickhead, he fucking, he asked, he asked, he'll ask me for like royalties. He's like, yeah, no, I know it's only yeah. there for four yeah. seconds. I know I'm like, only in there stunnering both no, you and walking it. out. Like, why? where's my money? Yeah, no, I got it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i get it but oh, uh man. that's funny no so yeah that's uh i'll have a more solid uh date to let folks know when it's being released which if you go to my instagram at gabino underscore grimes uh to stay tuned to all my latest um obviously latest posts but yeah. uh info on uh, new music and uh the new video i've been posting um, a lot of content that i've dropped with you know as features with other people i haven't i I, and it sucks because I haven't really um, 
done that in the past. So like the, just even just in the past couple of days, I've just been like dropping little videos uh, just to like, just to showcase like songs that I've been on right. that, that my, that's the reason why I got on it with them. Cause I wanted them, their song to be like pro, you know, um, big up, you know, like to yeah. be promoted. So I've been releasing, um, you know, my verse off my feature off of uh, joints that I've been on. And um, it also reminds me of, uh, you know, what work I put into to this craft and lets other folks know like, Oh damn, this cat can rap. So, yeah. And you've been, you've been doing it and been consistent for a long time. I mean, you put the, long thing, time, yeah. the thing with Sim and I was like, holy shit, I forgot about this. You know, yeah, that was mean, nine it, was, it was really, ago. it was really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. So yeah. I, I, I've appreciated you putting those up, uh, you know, the past week or week and a half that you've been doing. It's been very yeah. cool. So, um, well, I'm excited for the old video again, still, a Thank little you. Salt, appreciate still it. a little salty, but I'll still support it. It's fine. Well, okay. Um, um yeah so but but i will uh all of your you know the, the the stuff you've talked about maddie jc uh yourself i'll put all the links in the podcast description um and obviously you know find them at, at gabino grimes pretty much everywhere right yep you got it yep yep, yep. um i want to say big ups to the will wonder pod community i certainly appreciate those that uh, pop onto the website and have used the code um yo man him and I go back a long way. So to have, oh, yeah. to have his support, um, is, is, uh, humbling and, you know, something that, um, I don't take for granted. I told him the other day about, uh, his roses segment, um, which features, a you know, a, a bit of a hook for my song, um, right. Juan Diego, but, um, I, 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 I mean, you've been plugging that on your shows and I'm just like, damn, man, like, thank you. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it contributes. I'm glad that it contributes to your show, obviously in the long run, like that's the biggest thing for me. But like, um, I think uh, I haven't given you your roses on that. And also your roses on the fact that I see you um, moving as, as, as well and as quick as you um, have been. Um, I know that when, you know, you first started, uh, you would, there was a, a sense of like, Oh, well, um, I, the, some sort of motivational factor that I might've imposed, but, uh, absolutely, yeah. instigated rather, but, uh, you know, you've, you've rang, wrangled this thing by the horns and I, I deserve zero credit. You deserve everything. You're the man. And, um, I'm just super proud of you. So thanks. Uh, there's bro. my roses to you, bro. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, after we sign off here, we'll go ahead and get into Ode uh gabino's new song which is again very dope has kobe bryant at the very beginning great song great uh, uh meaning behind it and again pretty cool video from what i've seen <laughs> <laughs> pretty fucking cool would have been cooler but you know what I mean? yeah uh awesome bro well, i thank you thank you for those words i appreciate your time you know putting work into this because it is it isn't something where you can just come on here and bullshit top uh nba moments uh find playoff moments and all that so i appreciate your time bro and uh we will talk to you soon okay buddy Thanks actually so much. go ahead go ahead go oh. ahead and introduce go ahead and introduce oh let's do that all right yo this next song coming up is from gabino grimes myself called ode which is an acronym for outwork everyone daily let's get it if I felt like I left anything on the table, it would eat away at me. I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. And it's really a matter of Mentality creed, I have work. Leave me alone, you see. 
Okay, for this week's I Wonder, I started to think about the 4th of July and think about fireworks. And I wondered, you know, when was the first time that uh, we actually used fireworks for the 4th of July and why? So I did some digging. This is on ehow.com. I'll put the link in the uh, podcast description. But it says the first time fireworks were used to celebrate July 4th was actually on July 8th, 1776. According to history.com, some of the fireworks used may have been used mockingly because in England, fireworks were used as a birthday celebration for kings and queens. Firing the fireworks to celebrate the separation of the colonies from England was, to some, the celebration of death (laughs) of the king's power over them. So kind of ironic, kind of funny that it stuck around all of these years. For some people, fireworks is, you know, a must for the 4th of July. I know here in Utah, we are in quite the drought. It's pretty dry out there. So if you do uh, plan on shooting off some fireworks, make sure you do so in a smart way. So that's it. I'll step off my pedestal on my fireworks speech. But thought that was very interesting that, you know, we did that to mock England and yet we've ran this tradition for all of these years of letting off fireworks on actually the 4th of July not the 8th of July so hope you all have a a great fun safe 4th of July weekend Um, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the Will Wonder pod follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder please follow subscribe (laughs) wow I'm ready to start the weekend off right now. (laughs) Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you can. And uh, we will see y'all next week. Peace.